Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Aligned Women podcast. We are so glad to have you with us today. Dr. Shauna and I really just want to thank you for being a part of our audience. We feel like our audience for the podcast is an extension of our community, even though we may not see your faces or hear your words. We know that you're there listening and that it takes time out of your day and it takes some energy from you to invest in listening to the podcast and being a part of our community. So thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Today, we are going to be talking about some common mistakes that women make in their practices. And we're, we've broken this down for you in sort of a unique way. So this is not just the most common mistakes that we make in our practices, but we're going to share the phases of business that we tend to grow into throughout our journey in practice. And one of the most common mistakes that happens in each of those phases. And how to so fix it. Shana, yes. <laughs> right. How to fix it is so essential. It's not just talk about the problem, but the solution to the problem as well. Shauna, do you want to share the phases of business before we get started with the problems? Yeah. So this is a real core part of aligned women. It is the phases of business. And if this is new to you, then, um, you know, I really encourage you if you're not part of the membership, this is something we really dig into heavily is the four phases of business. We would love to have you in the membership and we've got trainings on these phases and an assessment form for what phase of business you're in, in the membership site. So the phases of business are dream up, which is when you're not in practice yet, but you're thinking about it. Or maybe you were in practice and then you've stepped out for a few years, maybe to have kids, and now you're thinking about going back into it. The next phase is startup, which is pretty self-explanatory. The next phase is ramp up. And what differentiates ramp up from startup is in ramp up, you now have an audience. You have a community of people who are your tribe and you're growing and you're building. You know that your practice has been validated, you're in it, and you're actively growing. And the last phase is scale up. And a lot of women don't get to the scale up phase and that's totally fine. Scale up is when you decide to open multiple locations. One thing I would add about the ramp up phase is that the ramp up phase feels for many of us really overwhelming mm -hmm. and, it, and it's a hard, hard phase. So for a lot of women, they feel in this phase like they can't possibly work any harder mm -hmm. because at home they're already doing so much and at work they're already doing so much. And that's a big problem in the ramp up phase, but we're going to talk about the solution to that today. Cool. Well, why don't we start with dream up then dream up is the beginning. And the biggest mistake that we see women docs making in the dream up phase is uh, the way I would summarize it is not solving a big enough problem. 
I love this phrase, not solving a big enough problem, because it takes us out of the out of the equation, mm-hmm. really, of starting your practice and all the fear that you can have about starting your practice. And do you know enough? Do you need more certifications? Which, by the way, we have an older episode from probably like, oh, April or May about why you don't need more certifications. Yeah. Um, but it takes you out of that equation and it, it allows you to put the emphasis on the people that are out there that have a lot of problems and some of them are big problems and they need solutions and they need alternative solutions to what is available right now. What they already know about is not working. Right. And so here's the symptom of not solving a big enough problem is people come into your practice, they stay for a few weeks or for a short period of time. And when the pain is gone, they leave that if, if that's your practice and you're wondering why you can't keep patients longer, the problem is that you are not solving a big enough problem because unfortunately pain is not a big enough problem for most people. What we need to do is help them see a vision for what they're missing in their life, their lives. And the thing is, they, they already know this. And the reason is because for most people, they will put up with a whole lot of pain or discomfort or just something being off for a long time before they come and get help. So the question to ask them is, why today? What was it that made you pick up the phone or email us or message us or however they've contacted you. Why was it today? What happened? And usually there's some kind of a tipping point. And it, for women, it almost always has to do with their lifestyle as a mother. So you can imagine, you, you probably are this way yourselves, you put yourself last, right? We will put everybody else's care first before we go and do something ourselves. So you have to figure out what was it that happened that made you feel like you couldn't be the best mom possible or the best woman possible. Or, you know, if you see men, um, what made you feel like you could not manage some of the most important aspects of your life because of what you have going on? And when you can tap into that and help them see a vision of either A, What's going to happen if you do nothing? What is this going to look like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now? Or what would your life feel like if you didn't have that going on? How would you feel differently as a dad or as a wife or as a, you know, whatever, whatever it is, how would you feel differently as a person if you didn't have that going on? Those are the key kind of questions. And when you can get people talking about that and then, just keep digging deeper. Why? And what else? How, how does that, you know, how does that affect your kids? What do you think it's like? What do you think your kids see when you're going through this? When you can ask those kinds of questions and you get the patient actually articulating those things, that's when you've really tapped into the large problem. And when you can show them that what you have is a solution to a better life, they will be the stay, pay, and refer kind of people that you want to have. So if you're in the dream up phase of practice, and this goes back to knowing your ideal patient, you have to be able to see a person 
sitting in front of you. You have to almost be able to visualize talking to that person and seeing them as they're answering you, seeing the pain or the distress on their face or the worry or the concern. What is it they're saying? What language are they using? And what is really in there? And then solve that problem for them. And when you do that, you're going to hit that ramp up phase of business much quicker than if you don't. This is a challenge for women who are in the dream up phase because if you don't know to define your ideal patient avatar, um, you may not be clear about what that big problem is that you can solve. And there's also all the hangups that come along with, well, do I really know enough to solve that problem? Yeah. And when you hear those kinds of questions, doubtful questions come up in your mind, know that just because you thought that you don't know enough does not mean that you don't actually know enough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I think one of the biggest um, issues that we have as chiropractors, and I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but we forget that our job is not to diagnose every crazy thing that's going on in a person. Our job is to diagnose the subluxation, to figure out where is the subluxation and how do I correct it? And all the other things, that is not necessarily our responsibility to diagnose or to fix. Our job is to establish proper communication between the brain and the body to the best that we possibly can given any limitations of matter. And when you can remember that you are the only person on this earth that is qualified to do that, when I say only person, I mean we as chiropractors, we are the only people who are truly qualified to do that. No neurosurgeon, no massage therapist, no physiotherapist, no whoever, only chiropractors are properly trained to restore that delicate communication between the brain and the body through adjustments to the nerve system. You are enough. You can do this. And as far as figuring out, well, what is the big problem? Just start talking to people. That's the thing. Just start talking to people. What keeps them up at night? As a mother, what is their biggest concern as far as how they are as a mom and, and what are their biggest health challenges as a mom? What, what are the things that you worry about for their future, for your future? How does that make you feel? What do you think the solutions are? Who is meeting those solutions? When you just start asking people that, you are going to get the answers to all the things that you need. And then you just have to remember your job is to simply make sure that their brain and body is working as well as it possibly can let it do its thing and you have the solution to their problem. Okay. The next phase is the startup phase. Startup phase, you know, you're in the startup phase. If you have a practice open, hopefully your practice is open and you have a few people that are coming into your practice and paying you money for your service. And in the startup phase, the most common mistake to make is to take on too many expenses. Yeah. I love that we're talking about this because I've been that person who in the startup phase took on too many expenses and I carry those expenses through the ramp up phase as well. And man, you know, it's not just really about the money. There's more to it than this. It's about the, the overwhelm that comes along with it. Yeah. It's hugely stressful. It is so stressful. Taking on expenses that you don't need is risk. 
it's a risk in your business because until you have a business that is somewhat self-sustaining, meaning people are being referred to your business passively without you asking for those referrals or doing much in the process to receive those referrals, it's just happening organically, then you don't know if you have a viable, sustainable business yet. Mm -hmm. So to take on a lot of expense for that startup business is risky, it's overwhelming, it's stressful, it keeps you up at night. This mistake can really eat away at you. And I think it's one of the main reasons, if not the reason, a lot of women struggle to continue to run their practices. Yeah. Especially when a baby comes along right in the middle of the startup phase. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that that that's one of the things that's the biggest challenge when you're in that startup phase is trying to anticipate what your life is going to look like as things grow and change. You know, it's one thing if you come into this a little bit later in the process, if you're already married and have kids, for example, but I mean, so many of our listeners are single or newly married when they're in that startup phase. They've just come out of chiropractic college. They're setting up their businesses. If you... (laughs) have never tried to be a chiropractor and a mother at the same time, you cannot even conceive of how, how much your energy and your mind will change as far as what you're able to do, what you want to do. Just even your motivation for getting up in the morning, it's so drastically different. And so until you sort of get through that and you, you, you have the freedom to be able to morph as you're going to with the more kids you have or through your marriage, it, it, what it does is it, it puts a, it really limits your freedom. It limits your freedom to be the person that you want to be, whether that's, you know, taking more time off when you have a baby or, um, you know, being able to take time off to be with your kids during the summer, for example, when you have a highly profitable business because you've kept your expenses super, super low, you just have so much more freedom to enjoy practice and enjoy your life as a mom, a wife, um, just as a woman. When I think back to my first practice, I remember some of the things that I was spending money on that I would totally not spend money on in a practice. (laughs) Me too. Example, I used to have floor mats that had our logo or office logo on them. There were two of these mats. We would have one on the floor at the front door for about two weeks. I think it was the company would come pick that mat up, drop off the other one, put it on the floor, nice, fresh, clean, and take the first one to go have it cleaned. And then they'd repeat this process every two weeks. And it was something like $60 a month, six years ago it didn't seem like a big deal to me to do that. And, and it was nice. It looked nice at our front door. It was better than just the bare carpeting that was getting a little worn from the foot traffic, but it was not something that ever produced a return on the investment. And it was not just the floor mats. It was that, you know, I had the floor mats and then I had the, um, the water cooler delivery and I had the payroll service when I could potentially have had, the payroll done by my office manager instead. And so when I look back now at the expenses that I was carrying at that time, I see how many of them we could have carved away so that I could have taken more income home 
personally to my family. And it would have made such a huge difference in my stress level at that time Mm -hmm. to be taking home more money to my family. Even just a couple hundred dollars more would have been significant to us. Even though in my office, in my brain, in my office, $200 was not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we did this um, video series in the Mama Chiropractors group, which is the free Facebook group that we offer. And we talked about the different phases of business and the mistakes and the solutions in each one. And one of the things that I said, a good exercise to go through for this particular problem is to picture, like I I think about the hurricanes that happened last year and we had some chiropractors in our group who had their offices wiped out. And you know, if that was the case, if there was a natural disaster in your town and you could not go into your office on Monday morning and adjust people, what, what would you need in order to bring those people into your home and just say, Hey guys, you know what? I know everybody needs to get their adjustments. I'm here. What do you need? You need literally your hands and well, possibly even a table, but not even a table. Like you don't even need that. So think about it from that perspective. What do you need? What is the one thing you need? And then, well, if I could add one more thing, what would it be? And then if I could add one more thing on top of that, what would it be? Think about it from that perspective and start building your list and then go, okay, if this costs this much and now to add that costs this much and now to add that costs this much, what's my budget? And what am I going to, where's my stop going to be? And that's what I'm going to start out with. It's a great exercise to do. And, you know, grab your journal and just do it right now, unless you're driving. Don't do okay. it if you're driving. Next phase, ramp up. Oh, before we go to ramp up, two things I want to add about the startup phase. There's a how-to video in our membership site for women that are listening who are members and they're in the dream up phase, they want to transition to the startup phase. They don't have a lot of money to make it happen. And they're wondering how they can get started in their practice. The how to start your practice on a budget is designed specifically for you. And secondly, there's an audio on the podcast here from 2016 or 17. It's episode 25. Episode 25 is still such an important episode. I refer back to all the time. In that episode, I walk you through how to know your red line, your green line, your blue line. And this was taught to me by my mentor in chiropractic. The red line is you're meeting your office expenses. The green line is you're meeting your office, office expenses plus your personal life expenses. And the blue line is office expenses, personal expenses, plus the things I call adulting, like you're saving for retirement, you're, you've bought life insurance, you're saving for your kid's college, those kinds of things. So if you're unclear about those things, yes, go listen to that episode and that'll help you to have something actionable to journal on. And there's a worksheet that you can get on the website that goes along with it too. So you can find it at, you ready? Alignwomen.com forward slash podcast forward slash zero two five. It's episode 25 of the podcast. Awesome. Okay. So next then ramp up phase. Oh, ramp up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Danielle and I just had in our pre-chat before the podcast, we were both venting about our our stress right now. We're, we're each in ramp up phases in our businesses and 
it's stressful, ma'am. It's overwhelming. We get it. It is. It is the hardest phase, as we mentioned before, the hardest phase, I believe, because this phase can leave you feeling like you have to do so much stuff all of the time in so many different places. Like you're not just running your business. You're also providing all of the patient care. You're potentially doing a lot more administrative stuff than what you should be in this phase. And that plays into the solution for the problem in this phase as well, which is, I was just going to say, I feel like if you can master the ramp up phase, you can master the scale up phase. It's getting a handle on the ramp up. So what is the biggest mistake people make, Dr. Danielle? The biggest mistake is to do it all yourself, is to not delegate tasks to someone else. Yep. Outsource, 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 or get rid of it. Yes. So essentially, you have to delegate, automate, delete. Yep. Right? You have to decide what stays and what goes. Are there activities that you can let go of? For example, if you've been doing we just talked about screenings on the podcast last week, but if you've been doing screenings for years and you've not been seeing a return on your time, energy, and money in your screenings, but you have in-office workshops once a month and you always end up with two to three new patients after those workshops, then you know you can let go of screenings and you can continue to focus your energy on improving your workshops instead. So, or you could listen to episode 61 and get better at workshops. I'm kidding. (laughs) That would be an option. That would be an option as well. Um, but if you're going to continue to do screenings and you want to improve how you're doing the screens, there's going to be some things you have to get support on in that process. Like you're going to need your team, as you talked about, to make sure that your screening box is refilled at the end of every screening just to help make the process simpler for you as a business owner and take that mental bandwidth down a few notches so that it's not constantly in the back of your brain space. Did you fill up the supplies in the screening box or do you need to do that today before you head out to an event? Yeah. And you know, it goes back to that question of what is it that, only you can do in the practice and all of the other things can somebody else be doing it and if if our job as chiropractors is to deliver the adjustment communicate a diagnosis and take x-rays and somebody else can do everything else then the question is why is that not happening um you know i love how you you break this down often in our mastermind groups danielle and i think it's so powerful Ask yourself what your hourly wage is, right? If you're adjusting 10 people an hour and your average income per visit, and again, this is a stat you need to know, if your average income per visit is $40 a visit, you're making $400 an hour. So why are you wasting your time designing a brochure when you can pay somebody $35 an hour and pocket the other 365 by adjusting. Do you know what I mean? Like do what only you can do as much as possible. And I, I don't mean to sound like we're oversimplifying this because I know a lot of times it's really hard to find qualified people to do some of those things, but it doesn't mean that you give up and you just take it on yourself. And because we are entrepreneurs and because we are 
we are really high performing women. The biggest issue I see is not wanting to let go of the reins of some of these things, not wanting to lose control, but that is not going to, you're not going to be able to ramp up if you can't find a qualified person and then let go and let them do what they can do best so that only you can do what only you can do best. It is, it is a hard thing to do to let go of that control, but when you know what your long-term vision is and if, you're, if your why is really strong, if you really want to reach and create that long-term vision, you have, to, you have to balance your desire for being in control of everything and having everything done the perfect way that you do it with what will help you to work toward the big vision. Okay, last phase is the scale-up phase. Mm-hmm. You know, scale-up phase, we just said the ramp-up is the hardest. I think ramp-up feels the hardest for the business owner as a woman who is a mom and a chiropractor um, because there's so much on you until you start delegating things to someone else. But scale-up is hard too. Scale-up is a phase that not a lot of people get to, so there's not a lot of model uh, there's not a lot of models available for us to especially look at for women, especially for women. Yes, very much. Especially for women. There's not a lot of models to look at. How does a woman do this and also be the mom that she wants to be as well? Yeah. So biggest mistake in the scale up phase honestly, I think is not having your processes and your procedures and your efficiencies as good as they can possibly be. See, scale up is all about duplicating. This is where you have to be duplicatable. And, you know, I think that I first started understanding this when I first read the e-myth. And it's that idea of, could somebody, if something happened to you, could somebody come into your practice, read a manual and understand and be able to do sort of what you do, aside from obviously your actual adjusting, right? Could somebody walk in and step into your front desk and know exactly what needs to be done? If a new patient called or a prospective patient called, would they know what to say on the phone? Do you have it documented? Have you trained the staff? So this is where duplication is the key to scaling. And duplication requires awesome procedures that are documented and processes that are well-trained. Like your staff, everybody needs to know exactly what their job is and how to do it so well. It means regular team meetings. It means everybody being on the same page about what their job is and what their job is not. And when you can begin to be duplicatable, that's when you can open up a second location and possibly a third location or franchise or those kinds of things. Um, You know, Craig and I, we have, so we have two locations in our practices right now and literally his office procedures manual is my office procedures manual and vice versa. We just, I just took whatever we had at our Aurora office and implemented it in our Sunderland office. And that's, it's made duplication. It's made opening up a second practice so much easier. And then I tweak things a little bit because the size of my practice is obviously much smaller than what we had in our main office in Aurora. But as we grow, we just continue to implement the things that make sense in this office. But he could step into my practice and I could step into his practice any day if we needed to. And that's the key to scaling up. 
I think it's important for us to also acknowledge that scale up is not for everyone. Scale up is not a necessary phase for success. You don't have to go into the scale up phase. You don't have to have multiple locations. Many years ago, that was my vision for success as a chiropractor, as an entrepreneur, that I would have multiple locations in the St. Louis area. And as I started to work toward that vision was when I started to really feel burned out because I didn't have most of these things we talk about now in place. Um, and, but you know, now even knowing these things, I don't have a vision for scaling my practice at this point. I, I could potentially in the future, but, um, but it's just not something that's on my radar now. It's, it's not something that's important to me now to have multiple locations. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's something that a lot of women do still hold in their vision of their ultimate success in our profession is to have those multiple locations. So just know that if that's you, if you really feel called to have multiple locations, you are going to, you're going to have to become someone different than you are today to get there. You're going to have to be someone who's not just a great chiropractor, but also someone who is a awesome rock star business owner as well. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I think especially for us women, a lot of the scale up opportunity, it comes through an opportunity that sometimes is not expected. (laughs) We certainly, Craig and I never had a vision for having multiple practices, but because of the life that we lead an opportunity presented itself and it made sense for us to open up a second location. I know for some of our clients and some of our audience, they are in one practice, but then something cool comes up in a birthing, uh, like a birthing unit or, um, you know, in a midwifery clinic, for example, or those kinds of things. And they have an opportunity to start a second practice and, and then it becomes an opportunity for growing both of them to the same proportion. So I think that's the way it often comes up. And that's why it's important to realize if you're going to do that, you've got to get the foundation down pat so that it doesn't drive you absolutely insane and most likely drive your families insane too, right? Because we're talking about business things, but the same principles apply in your family, right? If you're going to, if you're going to ramp up your business, you have to be able to be efficient at the house. You have to be able to outsource things in your home. Like if you're still cleaning your house at that point, unless you love it and it's a stress release for you, get somebody else to clean, get somebody else to help with childcare, for example. Um, so the principles are kind of the same when we're talking about the office as really they, they are at home. That is a great point. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because um, we do have to do things differently at home as we move through these phases yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause we're not, we're not just chiropractors. We, we, we wear all the hats at the same time. When you walk into your office, you're still a mother, you're still a wife, you still got all those things going on. And when we come home, we're not just moms anymore. We still have to deal with the things that we're dealing with in the office. So whenever Dr. Danielle and I are talking about these things in the podcast, we're always thinking too about how, who we are as moms. Always. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's recap these phases quickly. The problems in each phase and also the solution. So in dream up, dream up is again, you don't have a practice started yet, but you are envisioning starting one soon. 
the biggest problem is to not know what the big problem is that you solve or will be solving in your practice. So your job right now, if that's you, is to have more conversations with more people in your community who you feel called to help and really understand what their big problems are and how you can frame what you do as a solution to their big problem. The next phase is startup. And the biggest mistake that we see people making in this phase is really taking on too much expense too quickly. Really, it's biting off more than you can chew and then having to deal with the chronic stress that comes along with it. And the solution to that is figure out what is the minimum amount that you need in order to get your service out into the community and not build until your practice can really support it financially? Yes. Third phase is ramp up. And then the problem in the ramp up phase is doing it all, uh, doing it all yourself. The solution is to delegate, automate, delete. In other words, get help. Let other people do things for you and build a team. And the last phase of business is scale up. And the biggest mistake that we see people making in that is not having the processes and the procedures in place that allow them to be easily duplicatable. And you will go mental if you try and do it without these foundations in place. And the solution to that is making sure that you have spent the right amount of time on documenting everything that you do, making sure that you have as many automations and efficiencies in place as you can possibly have so that you can duplicate with as little stress as possible. I love all that we've just had this conversation. I love <laughs> not just discussing the problems, but also sharing the solutions. Ah, it feels so good to share all of this information. And this comes from years of doing this stuff, years of being in the trenches and years of supporting other doctors through the process mm -hmm. as well. All right, ladies. So if you need and want more support and you're committed to your practice right now, then the next level of support for you in really growing a practice that works for your family is to join the Align Women team group coaching membership. You can find the wait list for the membership at alignedwomen.com forward slash join. And you know, here's some exciting news too. We have been asked by a number of people who are in the dream up and startup phase. If we can start a mastermind specifically for mama docs who are in those phases of practice, people who are either just starting out or maybe they've been out for a while and they want to reinvent themselves in practice. So we are actually beginning a new mastermind it's the Inspired Women Mastermind. It's going to begin in September, and we will be accepting applications for that mastermind group, well, starting when you hear this podcast. In order to fill out the application, go to alignedwomen.com forward slash inspired. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. We hope that you have loved the information that we've given you as much as we enjoyed hashing through it and talking about it and recording it because if it helps you, believe you me, it helps us too. Thank you so much for, for listening in this week. Uh, we enjoy having you on the podcast. If you have found this podcast helpful, I'm going to just ask you to share it out. Share it with someone who maybe hasn't heard it yet. And you can join us next week on the Aligned Women podcast. Have a wonderful week. Bye. 
thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.